Welcome back to Talking Spit. I'm your host, Carl Spitali, a.k.a. Mr. Big Spit. This is the podcast where I'm talking shit, advocating for talking shit. Uh, wow. A lot of shit happened in a week. A lot of shit happened since the last episode I had. Um, I fully embraced the shit. To, let, let me start over. I begged pleaded hoped for on the last episode that i made that skeet davidson would fire back at kanye that the comedian would finally take the gloves off and he did not disappoint i was happy yeah shit talking fired back skeety deedy came back at kanye with exactly what i said he should have did like bro i'm fucking your wife and just like leave it at that. He did, he said like, yo, I'm coming at you like a man and you're talking wild. By the way, I think Kim might have wrote these text messages. For those of you who don't know, Pete Davison fired off some text messages to Kanye. And Kanye made it public. So Pete was like, yo, man, I'm actually in L.A. You can meet me. I'm at like Beverly Hills Hotel. Hit me up. We can just squash this, talk to people, and talk to each other like men. You know, you seem to be about making everything public. I'm not like that. I mean, you are. It's crazy watching one of my idols, you know, be like this. And, man, I just, like, Pete, Pete was right in that shit. He like, like, Kanye, that's a bad look for you, Kanye. Stop it. And now, listen, you can't talk shit unless you're ready for all this shit. Kanye's beefing with comedians. It's not just Pete Davidson. D.L. Hughley jumped in. Now Steve Harvey coming to defense of, of D.L. Hughley, talking about we can run it if you want. These old fogies finna beat the shit out of Kanye. <laughs> that should be hilarious. Wow. That's sort of old shit, kind of. The shit talking of, of the week, the newest shit talking that I was here for, that I w- was down with, was actually in the film industry. There's a director, Jane Campion, directed The Power of the Dog. Good film. She's like an art house director, indie filmmaker, and then made some other films. Now she's making this one. It's got all the Oscar buzz. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. So what's the controversy? Well, Mark Maron had Sam Elliott on. You know, cooters. Rocky Mountain brood cooters. And getting your Ram truck. You know, Sam Elliott. Sam's on there, and he just gives his critique and opinion of the movie. He's like, well, you know, um, I didn't really see too much Western in that Western. He said it was just basically Benedict Cumberbatch going upstairs and laying in his bed and playing his banjo. He didn't like it. He thought it was fucking boring, right? That was his opinion of the movie. He even said, I love her other work, just not this. They asked Jane, they, you know, stick the microphone camera in her face at the 
Critics' Choice Award, where she actually wins for Best Director. And they're like, yo, what you, you know, you got something to say to Sam Elliott? Which I'm here for, okay? And she's going to talk shit. I just didn't like what she said. Like, she did, she pulled, like, the AOC card shit. Like, it's because I'm a woman, or... That was her critique. She said, so then she even like doubled down on that and then was like kind of a straight up asshole, which I'm less concerned with that part than I am the fact that she says, well, you know, it is uh, my movie and Sam isn't a cowboy. He's just an actor. And quite frankly, I think he's being a little B-I-T-C-H about it. Like, he wasn't being like a bitch and being like, fuck that hoe, like, these movies. He just, he gave an honest critique of it. And then she said, you know, honestly, it's just because I'm a woman. And everybody loved it. Everybody championed, champions words. They're like, yes, queen. But then she took her little shit talking a little bit too far when accepting the award for best director, she gave a little speech and thought she was kind of shouting out Venus and Serena Williams, but really she was kind of putting them down and arrogantly thinks that like her work is way like is on some level higher than any adversity that they faced. And she says, Venus and Serena, you're absolute marvels, but you don't have to fight the guys like I do. Oh, no? Has Serena not been compared to men her entire career, you fucking goofy? Again, I'm here for the shit talking, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what you're dealing with. You got to know what you, I just think uh, she wasn't ready because black Twitter, all, all sorts of spiciness came her way. It was like, bitch, we just defended you. We just defended you against Sam Elliott and shit. This is what you do? Girl, bye. But that was the shit talk in the week. All types of shit fucking happened. Tom Brady came back. Aaron Rodgers went back to his team. The guy facing 22 sexual assault civil cases, civil suits, got traded to the Browns for $230 million, fully guaranteed. Fucking NFL is going bananas. Russell Wilson's in Denver. It's going, it's a madhouse. NBA is back in full swing. Baseball's fucking back. It's going good. What what what's going on in America though with all that, right? If all our distractions are great, <laughs> they got us talking shit to Russia. Our own government got us talking shit to regular Russians. Remember when xenophobia was like a big thing? Like, against brown people. But, like, it's fine because Russians are white. 
So we can like boycott all the products and everything from Russia. We can not pay Russian athletes. Like motherfuckers like really trying to kick Ovechkin out of the NHL for being Russian. It's nonsense. I'm a free speech advocate. That's what I'm saying. Like the entertainment industry is funny because motherfuckers don't regularly run their mouth and like talk shit about people's move. Maybe they do sometimes. Like Scorsese will be like, oh, I don't think Marvel is, is cinema. And they'll have like these little things. But she was like, yo, this fucking old respected actor is being a bitch. I'm like, whoa, that bitch came out swinging. And and it all comes from this place that women are being slighted. There's not enough strong women characters that black people are being slighted in entertainment and stuff. Like the only export we have in the world is entertainment. We don't make shit in America. Nothing. Not steel. Nothing anymore. The only thing, like Tesla, that's the most American manufacturing thing we got going on. And what? Craft cheese. Everybody thinks we need a fucking have more representation of something, and it really gives more animosity animosity to people. There, there's more divisiveness when people are like, "Well, they're not represented enough," or "They're not," and "Well, you're saying this because I'm a woman," or "This is an LGBT," like. They're wearing, all their identity is out as as their personality, as like a flag, as a billboard. When they walk down the street, they go, these actors can't even just be actors anymore. They can't even just show up to award shows like fucking drunk or on acid or mushrooms or some shit, you know, or coked out of their fucking mind. Like as actors, like rock stars, Hollywood types, they show up and now they got to talk about some ribbon that they're wearing. Some goddamn fucking... New aged activism. Tell us about the cause you're representing tonight, please. It's like real, really. I just wanted to sit down. Uh, it's fucking bananas. That's why, honestly, I hate the whole representation conversation. It's absurd. It's absurd. You don't need more representation in Hollywood. The entertainment industry does not need more representation. No. It needs far less, if you want to be quite honest. You think when I was watching, like, 80s action stars that I was going, yeah, they look just like me. Eight-pack abs, totally relatable. Like, nobody should look like movie stars but movie stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we find them. And if they look like a movie star, you got a chance of being a movie star. Like, reality TV and social media, it warped these fucking retards' heads. Warped them. Because all they're arguing about is fairness. Fairness. 
Excuse me, is this not the entertainment industry? Is this not entertainment? Like the top notch, top of the top, non, like, is this not? Fairness. What the fuck does that even mean in Hollywood, in entertainment? Why don't people, both inside the industry and out of it, people that consume the product, people that... Why are you letting these perpetual victims and fake activists complain about them being passed over and all that because they can't compete, right? Like, why don't people, both in and out of the industry... Treat Hollywood, SNL, you know, the the great the great TV, great movies, all that. Why don't they treat that like the NFL? Like it's the major leagues. Because it is. That's what it is. SNL is the fucking NFL, the NBA, the major leagues of improv and sketch comedy and these fucking bozos complain about oh so-and-so's on there they think they passed me oh can you believe and everybody's on there be like the the dude bowen yang who got passed up for like shane gillis shane gillis so funny the sketches that he puts out are funnier than anything SNL has put out in the last two years. And Bowen Yang is on there. He's just like, I play the gay guy. They're like, okay. Is there any range anymore? Or you're just the gay guy? Is that everywhere? Because now representation in their warped view of fairness has now become tokenism again. Well, Look at every commercial you see. Oh, we got to have, if we're going to have a white kid, make him a ginger, something harmless, or let's pour soup on his head or something. But all his friends are going to be Asian. He's going to have a black kid. There might be a handicapped kid. And then somebody very racially ambiguous and also androgynous. We can't tell what gender, what race they are. It's ridiculous. Like, it's getting to the point where, like, everyone has to be represented in a commercial. No, they don't. You can have a whole black family in a commercial. Nobody's going to give a fuck. You can have a whole Asian family, and that's still America. It represents us. Everything doesn't have to be. Look, every couple's not interracial. Every group of friends is not so diverse. People self-segregate. Black kids have a bunch of black kid friends. The industry opposed to putting like six black kids in a commercial because they'd have to pay all of them in residuals. Like, what are they really afraid of? If it's really about fairness and true representation, then they would represent people well. Hollywood represents people the same way Congress represents us. These people don't represent you. 
they have none of your best interests in mind. They tell you and 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 posture up on on things and condescend you and act like they know what's what's good for you and that they know better than you. These people aren't better than you. These people are fucking nuts. They all go to therapy. They're all on pills. And they have to be like, well, that's that's what you do to heal yourself. Like, no, you don't. You can meditate and do all types of other shit and you don't have to be on pills. Yes, there is. There's no other way. Have you tried it? Have you been on antidepressants? No. No. And then, so what are they doing right now? Like, what is our country right now? These are all our distractions going on. I told you, I'm I'm out here worried about shit talking and, and movies. Why? Because the shit that is going on that they want us to care about, that they're forcing down our throats, is fucking bullshit anyways. And yeah, I'm talking about Ukraine and Russia. Fuck them both. Why the fuck am I supposed to care about the Ukraine? Because our country, our our government has been laundering money and selling arms to them for fucking a decade. So I got to care. Again, these people don't represent you. They pretend to. We couldn't get Congress to get together to meet whether or not we should get $1,200 of our own tax money back. And these motherfuckers sent millions to Ukraine overnight. Where'd they get the money from? They just printing it up? Oh. So Russia's the reason why inflation is up? Because when you print money on money you don't have, it causes inflation. The government knows that. That's a tax. Inflation is a tax. And we out here just la la la. Ukraine. If you know, I stand with Ukraine. Do you? Where is Ukraine on the map? Tell me. You fucking goof pussy. Fuck them both. Fuck Putin. Fuck that stupid fucking comedian president that they have who lies every day about some new shit about the war. Every day. This is full-on invasion. They have invaded everyone. Okay. They didn't invade everything. They only blew up some shit that was bad that the U.S. funded that they put on the border. Okay. And then we said Snake Island. There was Ghost of Kiev. There was all these peoples. They were blowing them up. Ukraine was winning. We killed so many Russians. Actually, that didn't happen. Hey, man, you need to evacuate your country or something? Is it really bad? What's going on over there? No, I don't need to evacuate. I don't need a ride. I need ammo. Nobody confirmed he said that. There's some CNN story they just put out. Did you see the president of Ukraine said, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. That's my, I want, why can't he be our president? You fucking losers were mad that we had a reality show host for a president, which we shouldn't have. That was ridiculous too. But you want a fucking goofy comedian who they call a comedian because uh, let's be honest, we've never seen his work. 
Nobody's ever been like, hey, what's your favorite Ukrainian comedian? Not never. So fuck them both. Fuck them both. Fairness. Representation. And then you have to, and then these fucking cocksuckers are going to stand up and say, I stand with Ukraine. Really? Their entire army is made up of neo-Nazi militia groups. They hate Jews and they kill them over there in camps. I don't stand with that. So I'm not going to blindly say, I stand with Ukraine. I don't. I don't stand with any of these fucking governments that want to hurt people and impoverish them. And Y'all are on, on some other shit. <laughs> I just like the fact that comedian old fogey comedians now want to beat up Kanye. That shit is hilarious to me. I think th- these losers being in love with the comedian from Ukraine who is now their president, I think is fucking hilarious. I think Jussie Smollett ranting and raving saying, if I kill my, if I'm dead in jail, I didn't kill myself. I'm the gay Tupac. He did two days in jail and they, and they let him out. And he was like, I didn't even eat when I was inside. Bitch, you was there for what? Breakfast and dinner? Get the fuck out. I didn't eat while I was in jail. You were there for two days. It's hard out here. It's just, you really got to realize the weird part of the world is like who is in charge now. And and it all of it goes hand in hand with the, you know, people who think the the world isn't fair. Them trying to govern for fairness in this goofy guise of it is such a weird thing. Very communistic. Very, very Stalin, Lenin, Marxist type. But these are the new leaders. This administrative class, the laptop class. There is no confrontations that these people have. They live a passive-aggressive lifestyle full of streaming and introvertedness. Zero confrontations, that's the way they like it. Positive vibes only no negative critique no negative feedback anything they don't want to hear is negative anything they don't want to deal with is negative instead of facing negative stuff head-on you know adversity it's avoidance so there's an avoidance of accountability there's an avoidance of all sorts of things And these are the new leaders. COVID revealed this, this class of people. Just wimps and nerds that want a confrontation-free utopia. And they all gravitate towards bullshit, progressive, 
air quotes, you know, progressive parties and ideologies. Like policies that are not only, it's like they're policies that are only ideas on paper with no thought out like practicality, you know? Like how fucking nerds operate. They're great with theories. Probability. No life experience. Because when you're afraid of the world and your own shadow, how do you get life experience? And when you are afraid of the world, afraid of your own shadow, why do you now get to make policy for the world? Why do you want to make policy for the world? Because you're afraid, shuttered in, and you think that's how everybody else should be. It's been coming. It's been brewing. They want to ban mean words and, quote, microaggressions, whatever pussy-ass nerd word that is. Live in a society where nobody's redeemable anymore. If you say something disagreeable, you're outcast from society. (laughs) These nerds even did it to J.K. Rowling. Hermione would never be transphobic. Or the real version of Hermione is black. (laughs) Bitch. No, she isn't. And J.K. Rowling created and wrote the character. She could make her fictitious ass be or do anything she wants. Are these people retarded? The New York Times had a whole thing about like thinking of a world where J.K. Rowling doesn't exist. What? So you can like steal her IP? There's a reason the wimps and the nerds make the computer software and analyze data and assholes are the generals and leaders. Because to to take command and lead of people, you have to take on confrontation. Negative shit. You have to take on and overcome adversity. Wimps and fucking nerds that can't even stomach watching sports are going to lead the nation and the military? They can't defend a nation, nor don't know what's best for a nation. So why are we letting them control the narrative of one? And that's, that's just like where I'll leave this is like, why are we letting this happen? We know these fucking babies are crying every day about fairness, this, exclusivity, that, or inclusivity, and all this bullshit. Now they're using the climate as their next talking point. Like the planet is going to explode or something. Bitch, go live somewhere else. If you are worried about it so much, bitch, go live in the environment and hug it until you think it's going to expire. The rest of us will be here for the next 60 plus years chilling. 
Stop it. But that's where I'll leave it. Like, why are we letting them control the narrative? As a SAG after union actor in, in living in Los Angeles who is unvaccinated, they told me I they told our union you have to be boosted by March fifteenth. These the extension and that is gonna be in effect till at least April thirtieth now. We haven't got to vote on any of it. They just keep extending these things. I'm I'm not allowed to talk back, push back, say anything. Why? Why are the people that are absolutely terrified of life allowed? So because I'm not allowed to, to push back or, or even be on set on camera, if I'm zone A, they'll be like, you can work. You won't be on camera as zone A. You got to be vaxxed. If I can't do that, people go, isn't that why you moved to L.A. to act and write? in addition to stand-up? If I can't do that, people have literally said, why don't you move? Why don't you leave, man? And my response to that is, why do these fucking wimps and nerds wanting a communist utopia get to have the mountains and the beautiful weather and the beaches? Why do they get to have that? Is it not worth fighting for, worth being here, worth, worth it? Why did they get to enjoy that shit? And the regular working class and working poor and everybody else that caters to these people, not. The, their staff has to be masked and all that. They don't. Rules for thee. Not for we. All right, man. I'm talking spit. See y'all next time. Peace.